Welcome to the Middle Church Podcast, a multicultural, multi-ethnic, intergenerational movement of spirit and justice, powered by revolutionary love with room for everyone. No matter where you are, how you look, or who you love, we pray this podcast will help you on your journey. Here's this week's worship celebration. Good morning. morning. Yes, good morning. Look at us, all these beautiful people. Hey, y'all online. Good morning. (laughs) Hope you can see me. There was um, that strobe light thing was happening, but I think it's been fixed now. Thanks for bearing with us. Um, I have some things I'm supposed to say. Let's see. Besides good morning. Any new people in the house this morning? Raise your hand, raise your hand. Anybody new? Oh! Keep your hand up, the usher's gonna bring you a little thing. The reason I know Kenya's name is because it's name tag Sunday and she has on, I'm assuming pronouns she, her, please correct me if I'm wrong. She has on her um, name tag, so I can tell it's name tag Sunday, so if you do not have on a name tag, please help us. Please help us, because I'm not gonna remember and that is how you help. (laughs) Appreciate you. Um, Yeah, that's how we build community here, you know. Working together works. Choir, y'all need name tags, some of y'all, huh? Okay. Y'all gonna get them after, that's what I'm hearing you saying. Thanks be to God, okay. Um, <laughs> listen, get a name tag. Um, all right, what else? Reminder that young adults, 20s through 40s, are joining Elise and Anna immediately after worship today for a free art gallery. Um, our online cohort will be meeting at 2 p.m. online um, in the Zoom spaces. Next week, June 4th, we have a book talk with Michael Ray Matthews and Ramal Toon immediately after worship. Um, you will not want to miss that. Ramal's written a beautiful book. Um, and then June 11th is Grad Sunday. So if you have graduated from a thing, we want to know about it. Drop me an email, nperkins at middlechurch.org. nperkins at middlechurch.org. Send me your name if you graduated or have your place. We want to just celebrate you and your accomplishments, and it doesn't have to be some big degree um, that you went and got your, your bachelor's, or your master's, or your PhD. If you got a certificate this year, we want to know. If you graduated from the fifth grade, we want to know. We want to know. We want to celebrate with you the accomplishments of your year. There will also be a gorgeous event with the Ganesh Space on Queering Spirituality. It will be here from one to three. Um, come listen to different faith leaders share their journeys um, as we kick off Pride Month. And yeah, I think there's going to be some, some cake downstairs or something as well for, for all of you people who are celebrating the end of the year. That is all that I have to say about that. If you are looking for details on any of these things, check our website. Do not check with me. <laughs> check our website for the most accurate information. All right, and if you will please rise for our opening hymn, Stand By Me.
Good morning, Middle. I want to invite all the young people out there and the young at heart to please join me in the front. Thank you very much. And those watching at home, including my mom, why don't you scooch up a little bit closer to your screens? Yes. Awesome. Well, my name is Julie, and I am here to talk about some of my favorite things on the planet. The first thing I want to talk about is something that Jackie and Middle and our families talk about every day. It's something that is all around us. And so I'm going to draw something that it's the first thing that I think of when I hear this word. So I'm going to ask Miss Elise to hold the mic. We're going to play a little bit of Pictionary. What's this? Very good. A heart. And what a heart signifies is, tell me. What? Love. I love when there's participation unprompted. Amazing. Awesome. And thank you, Elise. One of the things that I immediately think of when I hear love is something about my family. And so this month is Asian American Pacific Islander and Desi American Heritage Month. So a bunch of us got together and we were thinking about what we love about our cultures. What makes our heart smile? And the first thing that I thought of, I'll give you a hint. Ooh, let's turn this around. <gasps> what do you see? What do you think it is? A pan? Do I love a frying pan? It is a heart. But when I see this, and then when I see other things, does someone want to see what's in this bag? Let's see. I can almost smell it. <gasps> what is it? Oh, almost. And or garlic. Let's put it right here. Okay, so growing up, when I saw that pan and I saw and I smelled garlic, and then let's, let's do another one. I would cut the garlic, I'd put some oil in the pan, I'd mix some soy sauce. Mmm, yummy, low sodium. 
Um, and then the last one is vinegar. And so you're, you're <laughs> you may be wondering, what does this have to do with love? And I'll tell you. So my mom, hi mom, and my dad would tell me that they love me. And my uncles and my aunties and my Lolo and my Lola would also tell me that they love me. But you want to know what they did to make me feel loved? They would cook. And when I smell the garlic and the soy sauce and the vinegar, I feel loved and I feel my family loving me. And that is my earliest memory of feeling loved. So this week, let's tell someone that we love them, but let's also think about what we can do to make them feel loved. Sound good? And let's eat. All right, join me in Siahamba, back to your seats. Thank you, everyone. Okay, let us pray, shall we? <laughs> that would help me. I hope it will bless you, coming together in heart and mind, spirit. Um, whatever posture uh, you assume for prayer um, at this moment, just close your eyes, if you will, and take a deep breath with me. Whether you be in this room, whether you be sitting in a park somewhere, whether you be on your couch or snuggled up with your loved ones, we ask God that all over this great world where we are connected, that we feel your presence, that we know you in this space, and we take that out into the world, God, your light and your love. The sense of community that we breathe in together. That it be visible outside of ourselves. That we may use our hands and our feet, God, to help grow this sense of community out in the world. so that everybody have enough, so that everyone may be able to be able to live their lives more abundantly. We ask God for healing in this community. We ask God for nurturing in this community. 
We ask God for comfort in this community. And we ask God for discomfort in the ways in which you know we need to be made so. Help us to see the things we're missing. Help us to hear the cries. Help us, God, to feed those who need nourishment. Help us, God, to meet the moment. We know that everything is happening everywhere all at once, God, but there is a moment here that we can meet, that each one of us solely can show up to, and we ask, God, that you make it plain for us, that we be able to meet that. We will follow you, God, your path and your ways that you taught us in the model of Jesus. We know with you, things can be made clearer, but we know with each other, things can happen. With you, God, with this community, God, help us to shift the world with fierce revolutionary love. In your name we pray. Amen. And now if you will stand with me. Recite the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray in whatever language you know, whatever version you know. If you notice, there's a video on the screen. So the pacing may be different, but that's all right because that's what community is, right? Watching out for each other and seeing that we can keep pace with each other. So here's an exercise. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Ever loving and holy God. On earth as it is in heaven. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Today, y'all. Um, so before we uh, pass the piece, I would like to ask Gloria to come up. Gloria, how long have you been here at the Middle Church? 1997 19... or 98. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Gloria has been one of those staff people that really steps in any moment that you need a thing. Hey, Gloria, can you? Yes. Absolutely. 
Gloria has been one of those staff people that continues to help us learn, teaches us, pushes us, helps us see what we're missing. And Gloria's time here is wrapped. I mean, well, you'll still come on through. But as a staff person, this is Gloria's last Sunday, and we want to just celebrate the time that we've had with you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of the many gifts that you've given to us. for consistency and commitment. Those are true virtues that we you know, struggle in this world to see, particularly on the other side of a pandemic. So thank you for showing up for us. We're going to go ahead and pass the peace, y'all, in a way that makes you comfortable. But we wanted to make sure that we got to honor Gloria so you can say your thank yous as well in this passing of the peace moment. Peace of God be with you.
Welcome to Middle Church. I'm just
Thank you, choir. Thank you for all the beautiful music you always produce. Thank you. Good morning, Mill Church family. Good morning. Today is Pentecost Sunday, the day we celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit. The scripture lesson today is from Acts 2, verse 1 to 13. Let us hear the word of God. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Gal Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? And some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. <laughs> Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Amen. I pastored a congregation in the Bronx a few years ago, and when our worship service really get lively, one of our members will shout out, open the doors, open the doors. She shouted, open the doors to invite the Holy Spirit into our midst to blow upon and through us and to transform them. Open the doors. A scripture lesson for Acts 2 is a familiar story to many of you. Again, it describes the day of Pentecost when God sent the gift of the Holy Spirit upon the assembled group of people in Jerusalem. The passage says that the Spirit fired them up and there appeared to them tongues of fire distributed and resting on each one of them. These folks were from different regions that we just noticed all the different groups from different places. And when the Holy Spirit touched them, they began to speak in other tongues. And rather than be confused by what was happening, they were amazed that they could hear each other speaking in their own language. Here was the birth of the beloved community movement. Now, if you read on in Acts 2, verses 41 to 47, scripture says that these fired up people got baptized, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and company and the breaking of bread and prayers. And all the believers came together and held all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and distributed them all to all as they had need. Despite their different languages and backgrounds, the Holy Spirit had united these believers into one community, the beloved community. Now I want to take a moment to contrast 
the Pentecost story with the story of the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11, 1 through 9, where we read that the people were full of pride and tried to be equal to God by building a mighty city and building a tower that they would say would top off in the heavens. When God saw this happening, God intervenes by confusing their language and then scatters them all over the earth. So in a disunity, now that they could not understand each other, they were confused and they stopped building their tower. The Tower of Babel reminds us that when we fail in our endeavors, that we will fail in our endeavors if we are in disunity. How often do we talk about or welcome the Spirit into our lives? The Holy Spirit plays many roles. The Holy Spirit is described by Jesus as comforter, counselor, and advocate. Jesus promised to send the Spirit to comfort, console, and guide those who belong to Christ. As Jesus says in John 14, verse 16 to 17, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask God, and God will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. And in John 16, verse 12, Jesus says to his disciples, but when the spirit comes, the spirit will guide you into all truth. And finally, the spirit is the distributor of God's gifts of talents to us. As we read in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through 11, Paul proclaims, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else. The spirit gives the gift of healing, performing miracles, prophecy, and so on. I'd like you to think about, as I and consider, that I'd like to add another role for the Spirit. The Spirit as community organizer. In the Pentecost story, the Spirit united the people, even though they spoke different languages, by enabling them to he hear each other talk in their own language. The message this morning is to challenge you to think about this role that the Spirit played and a role that you can play. For the Spirit calls us to be community builders, community organizers. An effective Christian community organizer speaks and works for God's truth in mobilizing others to build a world that embodies God's justice and equity for all in creating the beloved community. We are stronger when we are united, as Quar just saying, how pleasant it is when we can dwell in unity. So again, we are stronger when we are united in mobilizing others to build a world that embodies God's justice equity for all. This statement sounds like common sense wisdom. You know, more hands, the better, and the more effective we are. It's common sense, but it doesn't always resonate. We don't always embrace or practice it. I've worked with lots of churches across the country, and I always find that there are some lone rangers in the church as well as in the community 
who are loud in proclaiming justice now, but are nothing more than a noisy gong. There are social justice ministries that work in silos and focus only on their issue. And sadly, there are some social justice leaders and groups that are odds and in conflict with one another, fighting over whose agenda is more critical, and fighting over the small piece of the pie instead of working together to enlarge the pie. When we are united, we are stronger. When we are divided, we fall. Let me briefly share two examples of the importance of being united and working together. And you probably have many of your own examples. First, Asian American Pacific Islander Native Hawaiian community origin consists of approximately 23 countries, 50 different ethnic groups, and speak over 100 languages. So here, I'm Chinese American. In Chinatowns, the three Chinatowns here, the primary three Chinese languages are Cantonese, Mandarin, and Fujianese. Asian American, Pacific Islander, Native Hawaiians, ethnic groups have significant differences in their language, history of warfare with one another, religious affiliation, and particular cultural practices. During the past five years, the number of anti-Asian hate crimes has increased dramatically due to Trump's hateful anti-Asian comments and flaming it by blaming the COVID pandemic on China. Acts of hate and bigotry and violence against Asian and Asian Americans in the United States are nothing new. It's been happening since the 1800s. The Exclusion Act of 1882 restricted Chinese immigration into the United States. It was the first US law that did this. Japanese Americans underscore US citizens were placed into prison camps during World War II. Schools in the United States have been recruiting Filipino teachers through a U visa program, but many of these teachers have been economically exploited by recruiting agencies and even some schools. I can add more examples to this list, but that will have to happen at another time. In response to the increased acts of violence against Asian and Asian Americans, members of the Asian American, Pacific Islander, Native Hawaiian communities, we came together in solidarity, our fear and for mutual protection. And Gloria, can you stand up? Show your, show your shirt. <laughs> they can't see it. Stop Asian hate. <laughs> so through the organizing work by groups like Asian Americans Advancing Justice and the Asian American Federation here in the city, we learned again that despite our differences, that we are stronger when we unite. And when we join with other communities of color to fight hatred and racism and to push for legislation to promote for justice and equity for all people of color. I read a very powerful report that was issued this past week. It's titled, The Antidote to Authoritarianism, How an Organizing Revival Can Build a Multiracial Pluralistic democracy and inclusive economy. 
That's a mouthful. <laughs> All right, but it's a powerful report. 14 national and regional justice advocacy and community organizing groups enforce, endorse this report. Each of these groups is strong in its own right. And you may know some of these groups, and some of you may be involved. Community Change, the Center for Popular Democracy, and Faith in Action. I've worked with many of these groups. Many of these groups, 15, 20 years ago, would have not worked with each other. They would have not even meet in the same room because they were so turf-oriented. However, new leadership has emerged within these groups during the past decade. And these leaders are now working together, calling all justice folks and organizations to unite and to organize, because they know it will take more people, power, and resources to advance a social justice and equity agenda. The writer of this report and the groups of support admit and confess that the fascist right-wing agenda is winning in many places. And unless we come together, we will continue to lose in the courts as well at all election levels. And I quote this from the report. The rise of white Christian male nationalism favoring authoritarianism has successfully reshaped a social, judicial, and political landscape. The deeper we go to address the root causes of problems, the clearer we must be about the need to share strategy, power analysis, resources, and a horizon for change. None of us, none of us, has the power to undo root causes on our own. So we must do it together. I know I'm preaching to the choir here when I say that doing justice work is challenging and frustrating. It seems like every time we take a step forward, forces force us to take three steps backwards. But we cannot quit. We cannot quit. Because this is our calling as God's people. As the prophet Michael reminds us, what does God require of us? To act justly? to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. So, middle church family, my question for you today, I have a couple of questions for your reflections. How are you laying the Holy Spirit work in your organizing efforts for justice and equity? How are you working with others at middle and the broader community to build the beloved community? How are you opening the doors? The Pentecost story tells us that God has given us a powerful ally for our justice work, the gift of the Holy Spirit, who is calling, equipping, guiding, empowering, and organizing us to work together to further God's justice and agenda. I believe the Holy Spirit is alive and well here at Mill Church as we proclaim freedom rising, freedom rising, freedom rising to work with others to move God's justice agenda forward. So, Mill Church family, let's open the doors. Let's open the doors.
and let's, let's let the Holy Spirit, our advocate, flow through us as we unite to organize and to work to build God's beloved community. Amen. Amen. Love's got to do with Middle Church surviving on the planet to make sure that we stand up for God's reign on earth. Love's got to do with us standing against guns and for people to have health care, against um, racism and for people to celebrate the diversity of their sexuality. Love has to do with us standing up for a woman's right, a pregnant person's right to choose what they do with their bodies. And love has to do with us standing up for planet earth. Love has to do with our community of faith, understanding that our faith isn't just about right relationship with God, but with relationship with one another. So we are working, my friends, to get us back into a space where we can not only hold on to each other in a temporary sanctuary like East End Temple, but to get back to 50 East 7th Street, to get back home. What can you do to help us? One, if you've been dating us, uh, go ahead and join this movement. Go to middlechurch.org forward slash join, um, fill out the form, and then come to one of our new member gatherings so you can get to know us and we can get to know you. Two, if you think love is a powerful force in the universe like we do, then send the materials that you get from us out in the world to your friends, to your family, in your networks, and let them know this is actually what love looks like and love is the religion of Jesus. And three, if you're learning about and leaning into us having a physical plant once again, then stay tuned at middlechurch.org slash rising for the ways your financial donations help fund not only our operations and our staff, but also the future we're leaning into. What's love got to do with it? Everything.
need a helping hand. We are the world. We are the children. We are the ones to bring a brighter day. So let's start giving. There's no choice we give. We're saving our lives. It's you and me. Just you and me. When you're down.
out of many names. Thank you for everything you've given us, except these gifts of time, talent, and finances, God, and use them to continue the ministry of fierce love. In Christ's name, amen. amen. And please remain standing for the closing hymn. Okay, my friends, all you'll see is a title. Um, <laughs> Because we, we're like that. We just, you know, make it different. How about a title? But this is an easy one. So we're going to lead you as you sing it, and you're going to get it. So just to tell you, it's guide my feet, and all those are substitutes we go through while I run this race. Uh, for I don't want to run this race in vain. For, I'll just hold up the four so you know. For I don't want to run this race in vain. And then you're all set. Okay, here we go, church.
What does the Lord require of us but to act justly? Love mercy and walk humbly with our God. United, we stand, but divided, we fall. I don't know if y'all know Phil. He's been um, helping us at staff. Some of y'all do. Um, but just in case you were like, who is that person? Um, <laughs> he's been helping the middle staff uh, know how to be together, how to do community, how to do work together. We take it seriously here. I mean, we're not just preaching it to y'all. We're doing it in our spaces as well. And what I heard you say is we have to do this together. There's not a way for us to do this alone. So what is your spiritual gift? What's the thing that you uniquely hold that you can do out into this world that helps us all be a better community? Maybe it's what you cook. Maybe it's what you sing. Maybe it's your community organizing, your building. But may the Holy Spirit be present with you in all of that. May you feel God's presence out in that work. And as a result, may the Holy Spirit then descend on those around you. May it be so. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening, friends. To learn more about Middle Church, visit middlechurch.org. You can help grow this movement of love and justice by rating us on Apple or Spotify and by sharing this episode with a friend or two. Send us an email at info at middlechurch.org if you have any questions or comments. We hope you'll come back next week. Bye for now.